0: yeah yeah y'all all right everybody good morning good afternoon good evening. How's everybody doing out there? I'm your host, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and we are, I would like to welcome y'all to another edition of the Real Sports Show tonight. We got a lot to cover tonight, or this morning, because tomorrow morning will be the day of the playoffs due to the NBA. The NBA playoffs do begin tomorrow. Starting game starts at 1.30 in the the afternoon, everybody. Starting the game will be the Utah Jazz versus the Denver Nuggets. Followed behind that will be the Brooklyn Nets versus the Raptors. We got Philly coming in the building playing against Boston. Dallas playing against them Clippers. It's been a long road till we got to a playoffs for anybody playing in the uh, sports leagues today because of COVID-19. But damn it, we got to the playoffs right now with the NBA for right now. And Mind you, we have the NHL also in the playoffs too, as well. So they're all competing for a championship inside their own perspective bubbles. Um, just as just for the known factor right now, the NBA regular season has ended. I didn't like how the regular season ended though, because I do believe that the Memphis Grizzlies didn't deserve to go up against the Portland trailblazers. I do believe that the Phoenix suns should have went up against the trailblazers in that final game of the season to claim the number eight seed because they've been balling out. Them young boys been balling out all throughout the bubble. They went undefeated inside of the bubble undefeated. They didn't lose not one single game being inside the bubble. And, into, and my decision would have been I would have put Phoenix in there and let them young boys play it out against Dane and CJ and also Mello, the Portland Trailblazers out there. I would have, I would, that would have been my opinion. That would have been my, my recommendation for them to put them in there and let this young team fight for a playoff spot. You know, they rightfully deserve. They've been balling out. They've been putting their best foot forward. They put everything they had towards going to the playoffs this year. And for them to get knocked out as being tied, for being tied up for the ninth seed, eighth seed, to end this in a tie, it just doesn't seem fair to the Phoenix Suns, though. It just doesn't seem fair to me. You know, even though Phoenix has been – they they gone down the drain a little bit th- at the beginning of the season, but they fought their way back, okay? They fought their way back in this bubble. They fought their way back. They joined together. They played as a team. They played as one solid foundational team. You understand what I'm saying? So I still believe that Phoenix should have went, played up against Portland, and that the best man win. Memphis should have been knocked down. I still say Portland should have did it. I mean, Portland and Phoenix should have went together. But, hey, who's to call it? That's not my call. You understand? Know so, you know, it, it's sad that that it had to come down to that. It's sad that it had to come down to a two-way tie for ninth place. Um, and eighth seed, it came down to a three-way tie. You know, better record wins, better people going to finals. You know what I mean? Go to the playoffs. But – I think they should have been two games instead of one game to battle it out and see who wins the game. I think they should have had their own special little thing going on here, extra two games, Portland versus the Grizzlies one night and then the the Phoenix Suns the next night. I think it should have been something like that, though, but that's irrelevant. That's kind of uh, one of the catchy things because then Portland could have said, well, we're playing the same two teams and we're playing every night. That is true, but that's how competitive you are. This is the playoffs coming up, you know what I mean? And we want to, you know, we want to see the best of the best in the playoffs. So, with that all being said is that Portland will play the L.A. Lakers. The Clippers will play the Mavs. Denver will play the Utah Jazz. And OKC will play the Houston Rockets without their star player, one of their star players, which is Russell Westbrook, depending on his injury and depending on how his physical goes. And will he be ready to go up against his former team? Will Chris Paul be ready to go up against the Houston Rockets after leaving last season? You know, Russ and uh, Chris Paul both have some, seemingly rivalries here, you know, similar rivalries here. They're going up against each other's team that they've been on to, that they was all up against and made the playoffs with both teams. So, you know, the the battle of the first time ever that he was going up against OKC in the playoffs for Russell Wilson. I mean, not Russell Wilson, I'm sorry, everybody. Russell, Russell Westbrook is going to be a sight to see because – I want to know, can he beat his former team? Or can Chris Paul knock off James Harden and Russell Westbrook and knock them both out and show them why they shouldn't have never got rid of that boy? Or can Russ show OKC why they shouldn't have never got rid of him? You know, he was a two time assist, I mean two time triple double champion, led the lead in this led the league in assists and points, I mean not the points, I'm sorry. Led the league in triple doubles. I should put it like that. He led the league in triple doubles. And y'all just automatically said it was time for a rebuild. Time for a restart. And you took on Chris Paul from the Houston Rockets and y'all and the Houston Rockets just so happily claimed Russ, you know, from OKC. That that's that's pretty decent. That's pretty cool pretty cool, pretty cool. But down these two going to go at each other. Now these two are these three iconic, you know, teams are going to go at each other. Winner takes all. Who will make it to the second round of the playoffs? We shall see. NBA playoffs start tomorrow, everybody. I'm really ready to see my next matchup. The first matchup I really wanted to see you know, is then that will happen Tuesday night, everybody. That will happen on Tuesday night, August the eighteenth, Portland versus the LA Sparks. Now Dame Dollar, everybody know who Dame Dollar is. You know Dame Damian Lillard. He's been a hot stunner. He's been a hot stunner this year. You know he's been out there scoring baskets. He's been shooting threes. He's been doing. He's been carrying his team, putting up forty to fifty points. Okay, with his supporting cast of C.J. McCollum and Carmelo Anthony, who is in search of for their first rings. This team is in search of their first ring as being Trailblazers. Okay, so I'm excited to see this dynamic do. i um, this dynamic trio go up against LeBron and AD and against these Lakers and see what these Lakers are going to do to them. Because I, I I can clearly see that this is going to be a matchup nightmare for somebody. Either LeBron is going to be a matchup nightmare for somebody or Damian Litter going to have to put it all on the table just to beat LeBron and AD. Because I want to know who's going to check AD and I really want to know who damn sure going to check LeBron. Are you going to put Melo on LeBron or are you going to put CJ on LeBron? Are you going you know where where is the ball? Who's going to check LeBron? Who's going to check AD? Matter of fact, who's going to check Damian Lillard? Who's going to check CJ? Two three-point shooters, two players that also take it in the lane. Melo's right there too. So who's going to stop these three? Yes, they can't be stopped. But who's going to stop them on the Lakers? You know, um, it's these are going to be matchups that I'm waiting to see who's going to advance to the second round so we can get this out the way. You got your top – the top teams are playing each other right now. One, in, in my opinion, I think the top two teams are playing each other right now. And that is Dang in the Portland Trailblazers and LeBron in the L.A. Lakers. You know, we ain't gonna talk about the Clippers and Lakers yet. We gotta see if the Clippers make it. We gotta see if the Lakers are gonna make it out of the first round. LeBron is hungry for a championship bring to do it in the honor of Kobe Bryant. We all know this. We know this. The whole Lakers organization that wants to go to the championship and win one for Kobe. Win it for Kobe. Damien's doing it for pride. Carmelo is doing it because he wants his first championship. We got to see these things, man. We got to make these things happen. We're looking at history in the making here, right here. Not real history, but we're looking at history right now. Can Carmelo go out on top? Or will his team bring him down again? And lose in the first round against the Lakers and be put out again. The question is always up to the next team. Who's gonna who's hungry? Who has that heart of the warrior? As the song said at the beginning. Who really has the heart of a warrior in this game? You know, and and it's it's gonna be one of the surprising challenges this year. Now, for Giannis, who takes the First, who takes the first number one seed is going to swipe. I mean, we already know what's going to happen in that game. They're going to go four games, probably maybe five. Giannis is going to put out the Orlando Magics. Toronto being the second seed, you know, I got them beating the Brooklyn Nets, though, because, you know, Kyrie ain't there, though, right now. And we got to really see what's going to happen. Boston and the 76ers. It's just whoever's hungry more. Who wants it more? Indiana and Miami. Come on now, y'all. We already know we already know what's up. We already know what's up. We already know what's gonna happen. Um You know, we we just gonna we're gonna just see what happens. Now, this report just came in that the uh the Lakers are to wear the black mamba jersey if they advance to the second round. They're going to wear the um, the black Mamba jersey. Like I said, they're doing this for Kobe Bryant if they can advance to the second round. Now, I'm not saying Portland is going to be a pushover. Don't think that for one second that LeBron is just going to take over Portland and just put him out of four games. I know what y'all are thinking. I know what y'all are thinking. This might go to a game seven for LeBron. This might go to a game six for Damian Lillard. We don't know yet. But these playoffs are going to be very exciting to see. And for the first time ever, they're going to be in a bubble where no fan base is there. You know, the fans are on telescreens, teletrons, and all that craziness, rooting and doing some other craziness. So it's going to be very exciting to see how they make this work for the fan base again in the playoffs, how loud the fan base can get. How many telescreens they're gonna have for the fan base? How much stuff are they gonna really put out there in the effort for the playoffs to let fans be able to watch this, these games go down via satellite? You know, so it, it, it's a sight to see. We gotta we gotta see some things. We gotta see how this plays out. But like I said, though, the NBA playoffs are here. It's it's time to start. It's time to show that true heart of a warrior that that spirit in these teams. Who will advance to the second round? Who will advance to the second round in the West? The West is so competitive right now. The East is too, though. Don't get me wrong. The East is competitive too with Giannis on the cupo. Don't forget about Jimmy Butler coming out the West. I'm um, the East. I'm not going to forget about the, the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm not going to forget about them. But the West is so stacked. And like I told y'all on the last show, for the first time ever, Golden State is not in competition to be in the playoff run this year. For the first time in a while, in the last 5 years, they're not in competition right now. For once I can I can honestly say it's no more Steph Curry right now. There is no Clay Thompson and the Warriors. Steph Curry, Clay, and the Warriors going battling it out in the playoffs. It- it's no longer Steph Curry and LeBron going up against each other. It's not happening right now. And even if it was, they wouldn't be 100% either way because clay is still hurt so we have to see what's gonna happen when everything concludes and see what happens next year if everybody comes back next year and they either decides to if the nba decides to play in another bubble again or if the or if or if They're allowed to go back to their prospective arenas again and play the games out again in their prospective arenas in 2021. You know, so it's going to be a fight to the finish this year. I want to see who's going to be the bubble champion. That's what I'm calling this year. The NBA Finals is going to be the NBA Bubble Champion. The NBA Bubble Finals. Because this is the NBA, and this is the bubble that they put themselves in, including WNBA. I'm going to call them, they should put on a trophy, the bubble champions. Because they won every game, and they won the games in the bubble. They played in a bubble. It was the COVID-19 era. So we should be calling this the bubble championship. I believe that it it shouldn't be the Larry O'Brien trophy. This should be called the bubble trophy this year. Maybe next year. We'll see how next year goes. We'll see if, you know, we get to go back to the arena, if it's more safer now because now we're getting more glimpses of COVID-19 and we're seeing what it can do. We, we're we actually getting more information on COVID and we're actually seeing what it really does to and how it affects people. But no, by any means necessary, safety does come first. Safety does come first for our fan base. Safety does come first for everybody else and the players. And I for damn sure don't want to catch COVID 19. And I for damn sure don't want any of our players out there catching COVID 19 the way they were. And I want to see this, I want to see basketball at its fullest extent. I am so happy that we get to see a championship game. This year, I am so happy that I get to see sports again this year. I am so happy that I get to see at least, at least some type of sports this year. I'm just that much damn near excited to hear about sports coming back that we're going to have a playoff run this year. The best of seven. I mean, the best of four games. I mean, the best of who can win four out of seven games this year. I want to see that. I'm I'm excited to see this game come back. I'm excited that we get to talk about sports once again after a four-month drought of sports. After a four-month drought of sports, we actually get to talk about playoffs? We get to talk about playoffs, people. The playoffs are here. Are you ready for it? Are you ready to see the warrior spirit come out of everybody out here on the court? Because I am. I am ready to see who's going to take on the challenge of getting to the second round. I am excited to see who's going to take the challenge up and make it to the third round of the playoffs. Who's going to make it to the championship round of the playoffs? Will it be L.A.? Will it be Milwaukee? Will it be Toronto? Will it be the Clippers? Will it be Dang? We don't know. But I could damn sure tell you it's going to be a fight to the finish. And I could damn sure tell you each team is going to be competitive this year because I could damn sure tell you there's no distractions. There's no more fan base to put up the uh to put up anything. There are no more distractions. It's all focused inside this bubble. It's the hunger that you have. The hunger is what you want to win a championship trophy. That hunger will carry you through. Can you be a champion is the question. Will you be a champion is the question. Because not a lot of people make it to get that to the championship. 22 teams, only two, East versus West, who would do it? Like I said, will it be the Milwaukee and the Lakers in the finals? Or will it be Clippers-Milwaukee in the finals? Or will it be Clippers-Philadelphia in the finals? Or Toronto back in the finals again? Only one can speculate. Only one can try it. We must see. We really must see. All right, so we're going to move right along here a little bit. Talk about some, a little bit of football talks here. So, big news coming out of Washington, out of Washington football team's uh, training camp. Alex Smith has been taking off the pulp list the physically unable to perform list in case you all didn't know from last show like I said Alex Smith is coming back and he's been officially cleared off the physically unable to perform list Alex Smith is back Alex Smith was congratulated by his family on the outside world um outside his house earlier this week I mean earlier today or this week once he got cleared for coming out of the um Off this list, the physically unable to perform list, the pulp list today. Um, What does that say for the team? Like I said on the last show, I want to see the competition. I really want to see who is hungry enough to go out there and take number one. Will it be Alex Smith? Will it be Dwayne Haskins' job to lose? Is it still Dwayne Haskins' job to lose is the question. You know, um, this this is a major change. This is something that's going to be different. Dwayne never – I mean, Dwayne Haskins had, didn't have a chance to go up against Alex Smith, you know, to see who's a better quarterback, which we all know who, really who it is. You know, who will outperform who? Do we really want Alex Smith back off an of injury – you know just getting back off an of injury do we really want him out there again to take another shot do or do we want Dwayne Haskins out there and this boy can move around in the pocket he got smaller he can move quickly he can take some shots but is he ready to go do this thing this year we're not asking for we're, we're asking for a winning season but we're not really asking for everybody to go to the playoffs. I mean, we are, but we're not. Let's make sense of this thing, people. Let's really make sense. You know, first time. You know, the first year that uh, Dwayne Hastings get a new coach. Um, first year of Dwayne. I mean, Alex Smith and Ron Rivera play together. I mean, coach quarterback. Material. You know, this is going to be the first time he's back with his team after two years of missing football for Alex Smith. Dwayne Haskins in his sophomore year had a, had his, he showed glimpses of what he can really do with the ball downfield at the end of last season before he got hurt. But we got to really see what's going to happen this year because we don't get a chance to see the we don't get a chance to see preseason here people we're not able to get a chance to get on uh tv to watch what preseason would look like what these players would look like on the field against other teams we don't get a chance to see that we're going from straight training camp to doggone the first game of the season we're just going straight, we're hopping straight from preseason, all of August preseason, straight to the first game of the season. Now, a lot of players have opted out of their contracts this year, and due to COVID 19, they don't want to be considered high risk, or they are high risk of catching COVID 19 and something happening to them. So, a lot of players have opted out of their contract this year, or not or not going to be on the list this year of playing football this year. But, you know, with some recent changes in Washington and that running back, this quarterback dynamic duo here, this quarterback thing here, is going to be the biggest watch party of them all. Adrian Peterson, we all know, is going to get the bulk load of the carries this year. Boom, bada-bing, bada-boom. Terry McLaurin is, you know, going to be a number one wide receiver this year. Boom. We already know Sprinkle is our guy this year. Or Thaddeus Moss. We don't get a chance to see what Thaddeus Moss can do this year. At, 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 you know, a tight end. Would he be a blocking tight end? Would he be the tight end that we just u- utilize in the passing game? Or in the run game? What, what would we use him for? And when I say in the run game, I mean blocking. You had to be a tight end that can block. You had to be a tight end that can move the players out the way. Now, the biggest question of the year is: Now, this is the biggest question that nobody's ever asked yet, that hasn't asked yet this question in the media is that left tackle position after Trent Williams left left, after Trent Williams is now officially gone from the team. Okay, Trent Williams is now gone from the team. Who will fill Trent Williams' shoes? Really who's going to really fill Trent Williams' shoes as being a Washington football team player? You know, I, uh, we we need to see who's going to hold up their – who's going to hold their own at left tackle. And that's the scary part about it, though, because we don't know who's going to be that left tackle. We don't know, you know – um. Who's gonna cut? Who's gonna make the list? Who's gonna do something positive this year? What's gonna happen this year as the team progresses on and move on? You know, so we gotta just stand by, watch how this season goes. We gotta stand by, and we gotta really, really get a chance to see what this football team is gonna be made of this year, because. I'm trying to tell you guys, the left tackle position is going to be critical, 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 critical this year. That left tackle position is going to be critical. And with nobody really asking anybody who's, who's going to step up and who's going to take that left tackle position this year, I find that to be a problem. I, I kind of find that to be a problem, but I want to see if West Schulzer, Switzer – can take up the job. I want to see who's going to take up that left tackle position and hold it down. I already know my boy Morgan Mogus is over there. Morgan, I know you're going to hold it down for us. You know what I mean? I already know y'all got this under control. Brandon Sheriff. I already know you got this, baby. You got this. This job is in your hands. You know, um, the most consistent players I can see on the team right now is Morgan Moses and Brandon Sheriff both holding down that left and uh, that right side, you know, so they're holding down their side, they're doing what they're supposed to do they're they're holding down what they need to hold down, but now, who's gonna bring the break out wide receiver this year who's gonna who's gonna do it this year? Who's going to be that breakout year? Who's going to have that breakout year? You know, would it be Antonio Gibson? Even though he's listed as a running back, he's also a wide receiver too as well. You know, we got Cam Sims. You know, even though we we lost one player. I forgot what player it was though, but we lost one player already due to injury. We got J.D. McKenzie. You know, it's going to be a quarter, it's going to be a wide receiver room. Antonio, Gandy, Golden. Who's going to step up this year? Who's going to make the splash this year on wide receiver position? And then we got this high powered defense of line, man. I haven't seen a defensive line this strong in a while from this football team. I haven't seen this dominant of the line in a while. Then these linebackers with Ruben Foster coming back. Come on, everybody! We got we got a strong linebacker position here. We got very strong linebackers. Kendall Fuller at cornerback. Ronald Darby at another corner position. Fabian Moreau, young rookie. But you know he's not a rookie no more, but young young little stunner that we got on our team. Jimmy Morland. I'm expecting to see more out of you this year. You know, Greg Stroman, we want to see some more out of you this year. Collins, I want to see some more out of you this year. Sean Davis, we got to see some things out of y'all this year. And we, got to, and we got to see what what is going to really happen with this football team. You know, we got to really see what's going to happen this year. Like I said, we're not going to see a preseason game this year. That kind of sucks because I was hoping for a preseason to see what the team's going to look like. And see what this team is made of with rookies and stuff like that, though. So we won't get a chance to see who will get cut, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. But as they get cut, we'll, we'll talk about it more on the show, who gets cut, who gets on the 53-man roster. We got to find out who's going to be on that 53-man roster this year. I'm sorry, 52, 53, whatever the case may be. is Who's going to go on the practice squad this year? Who's on the practice squad? Who's going to play this year? Because only the best player can play this year. And like I said, though, with Alex Smith coming back to the Washington football team, this this is going to put some quarterback pressure in the room. This is going to be some pressure in the room. All right. So shifting gears here just a little bit. Same topic, same different, you know, same different scheduling here. Um, I don't know if anybody has heard about this in the past three days ago, but um minority owners, and I know a lot of people have been talking about it, minority partners pressuring Daniel Snyder to sell the football team. Following the offs following the off season mirrored in controversy, minority partners are pressuring Daniel Snyder to sell the Washington football team. There is growing sense of frustration among the ownership group regarding handling of multiple situations this year. However, Snyder reportedly has no intention of selling this franchise at all period this year, which that only tells me he doesn't want to sell the team. He wants to make this team better. The minority partners who own approximately 40% of the team, including FedEx, Corp, CEO of Fred Smith, Black Diamond Capital Chairman Robert Rothman, and the NVR and the NVR Inc. Chairman Dwight Scott—I mean Scar—I'm uh, Scar, sorry if I messed up your name. The group recently hired an investment firm to sell their interest in the Washington Football Team. Now, this is all related to the incidents that happened over in July you know of the team changing the football team i'm changing the name from redskins to the football team um this is all the talking about um last month after 87 years they shortly changed the name like i said and and 15 women said that the team executives sexually harassed them during their time in with the organization so with that all being said is they're really trying to push forward into Daniel Snyder really selling this team, getting rid of him, changing the organization from the top to the bottom, and they will keep their ownership of it. I mean, keep their interest in the team. But instead, if Daniel Snyder is still holding on interest into this team and keeping his shares to the team, they're looking to get out. They want to go. But in my personal opinion, I have two sides to this. This team has not won a Super Bowl since Daniel Snyder has stepped into place. Facts. This team has not done anything of a playoff run since Daniel Snyder took over in 1999. Facts. This team has not done anything, has had a great team put together and still couldn't do nothing with it, nothing with this great team that they put together in the past Decade. Facts. We want to talk about facts of the case here, right, people? We're going to talk about facts of the case here. This team has not pushed forward since Daniel Snyder took over. This team has not won anything since Daniel Snyder took over. This team hasn't even licked the tasting of an NFC championship game since Daniel Snyder's taken over this team. Facts. We made it to the wild card game twice, maybe 3 times, 4 times. But none of us have seen the Washington football team now taste an NFC championship game yet. Facts. These are all facts of the case. Now this team has had a lot of star players on their team, a lot of big name stars. Facts. These are the facts of the case here. But have not done anything with them. Have not reached the common goal of what they really want. The pinnacle of what they really want is a Super Bowl championship in this decade. They cannot seem to wrap that around their heads of how to get to a Super Bowl. Even when you had Joe Gibbs, those three years we had Joe Gibbs. Still couldn't muster up a championship victory. Facts of the case. These are the facts of the case here. So I can see why people are trying to lose interest in Daniel Snyder ownership because of the fact that matters. We haven't won anything. But you have 40% ownership of this team. What have you all done? What have you all made a recommendation of going to get? Because I don't hear about you guys. I don't know what you guys are doing. What are you guys doing to make this team better? You got 40% of the team. What are you guys doing? This ain't all on Daniel Snyder. I put this all on the organization itself. I put this all on the front office management itself. You want to make a name for yourselves. Let's put the name out there for yourselves. You want to share You want to sell your interest to the team. But I haven't seen you put nothing into this team. Facts are the case. These are all facts. What have you all been saying and doing? Facts are the case. Because if you all knew about this thing's happening, you should have brought this to the light earlier. And from my understanding, this has been going on for three years. You all not you all didn't want to sell your interest when it first started happening that they were trying to change the name of the team. We lost the trademark to the team. We got it back from the we got it back to the team. We had all this stuff going on in Washington. Now all of a sudden, you all want to pull interest out of the team. Facts are the case. Now you all are jumping on the bandwagon that something needs to change in Washington. Your voice just hasn't been loud enough. You ain't been going to the reporters since now. You've been quiet since then. So no, 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 no. What happened when Scott McLaurin uh, Scott McLaurin got fired? Did you Did you all come to his aid? Did you all come to his rescue? I didn't see that happening. I didn't read any reports about him. Y'all coming to his rescue? Did you really want him gone? Because he was the best pro scout we had on our t- you know best GM or scout that we had on our team. He could sure look at some damn talent. But did you guys go look at him? No. You sure should have got Bruce Allen to poke ass out of here a long time ago. Did you all do that? No. We all knew it was time for Bruce Allen to leave. You didn't want him to leave. Yeah, we've been calling for Daniel Siders here for a long, long time here. A long, long time. And it only took last year for this team to go into a drought season to get Chase Young. By the way, to pick up all the players that we picked up in the draft this year, by the way, now you all want something to happen to Daniel Snyder now? After all these accusations came out to be true? After we had changed the team name over to the Washington football team, now you all want to come out and say something now? Now you all want to do something now? You're too late to the party, baby. If you want to sell your interest, sell your interest so we can get new best we so we can get the best of the best people to come in here. And we can find a new investment. We can find 40 more percent of more people to come in here and invest into this team. Sell your shares. Do what you gotta go do. Bye. We don't need you here in Washington. It's a cultural change in Washington. It's time to bring the best of the best here in Washington and let's see what we're gonna do about it. Let's see what we can do. Let's create the change that we need to create in Washington. Now, I'm not gonna keep talking about this topic here. I'm not gonna keep talking about it. Until I see a real change in Washington, which I've seen when Darius Geist took his I mean, got his ass in trouble, and they got rid of him on site. You got rid of him on site. That situation happened in March, and he had all this time. That's March. April, May, June, July, and now it's August. You had six months. You had six months. March, April, May, June, July, August. You had six months to bring up the situation and to tell somebody about the situation, your poke ass didn't do shit. So he had to go. I'm sorry, Darius, but you had to go. That's what I mean by cultural change in D.C., Maryland. You really want this team to go back to D.C.? Then put up the money for it. If that's what's holding you guys back from trying to create change in here, if you want to move this team somewhere else, get them out of Landover, move them back to D.C., where the glory days was, then let's do it. I'm going to tell you right now, a lot lot of people want to see that happen, though, but it is what it is. But I'm not going to sit up here and keep talking about, you know, this change. I'm not going to keep sitting up here talking about the factor of that y'all want to sell y'all, y'all, y'all partnership and stuff like that, though. Y'all want to do X, Y, and Z. That's fine. Do it. And keep going. Keep marching on. Because I'm going to tell you at the end of the day, this team is going to grow and get better. They're going to get better, and they're going to keep doing better. Regardless of whether you guys are here or not here, they're going to still do better. And they're going to get better. All right, everybody, we're going to switch gears here a little bit again. After this commercial break, we're going to take a little quick commercial break here, everybody. And we'll be right back with more of the Real Sports Hey, y'all.
1: It's Tony. I'm here today to tell you about my small business called Financially Tone. Financially Tone provides bookkeeping services to small service-based businesses who are looking to free themselves from the stress and confusion of dealing with the books on their own and who want to devote more time to other things like growing their business, traveling, or spending time with their family. We provide full bookkeeping services, which includes accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll we also provide cleanup services and quick book setup if you're interested please reach out to us and let us know how we can help you can reach us on our website at financiallytone.com. you heard it here first on the really sports show.
0: show all right thank y'all everybody for uh for uh listening to our brief commercial break right here in here um we last left off at uh um, we're going to talk about Dak Prescott here for a minute, young Daky Dak Prescott still working on a long-term deal with the Dallas Cowboys, still trying to get his money, still trying to see what his interest is worth. And, you know, playing on that franchise tag for right now, this year, what is the Dallas Cowboys going to really do? Are you going to pay the man his money? Or are you not going to pay the man his money? Is the question of the hand. And if you don't pay this boy his money, he wants. I mean, if you. Here's the thing you got a guy that's hungry to be on this team forever. He wants to stay a Dallas Cowboy forever. Just like Aaron Rodgers did, wanted to be a, a, a Packer forever. But we see how that storyline plays out because we've seen the same thing happen to Brett Favre. Wanted to be a Packer forever, had to get traded to Minnesota. <laughs> he went to the rivalry team. And every Packer fan hates Minnesota. Every Vikings fan hates the Packers. It's the biggest rivalry ever. He's the only he's one of the only men out there to beat every team in the league at least once. Including the Green Bay Packers. Will Dak Prescott, you know get an opportunity to stay in Dallas or would he leave Dallas at the end of the season? The question is Dallas. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not the question here. That's not the comment. That's not the comment. I should say the question is Jerry Jones. How much are you willing to bargain for? How much are you willing to take to get out there and get this man on your team? How much are you willing to break them pockets for? Because you signed Zeke, Zeke got his money. Let's see if Zeke can hold up to his ground this year and make him a 1,000-yard running back again this year. Let's see that happening. You know, and you guys just signed like a day ago. Everson Griffin, you know, to your defensive lineman to be a run stopper. We're, we're 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 trying to see something different this year, everybody. We're trying to see what's going to go down differently with these Dallas Cowboys this year. Do you really want? The question of the hour is: Who's going to be your quarterback going into the future? I know they're not looking at it right now, but they have to look at this. They have to wonder wonder. What is going to be that? Who's going to be their quarterback coming into next year? Will it be Andy Dalton or will it be Dak Prescott, this young stunner? Andy's been in the league, uh, you know, he's been in the league for some time a little longer than Dak Prescott, though. But like I said, though, do you want Dak or do you want Andy? Dak has more of a better relationship with the team than Andy does. Andy just got more veteran skills than Dak does, you know. but... We want to see who's going to be their quarterback. Now, a lot of you fans out there want Dak Prescott back. A lot of you fans really don't want Dak Prescott back. I don't blame you either way. But pay the bum his money so he can shut up. I would love to see Dallas, you know, stink with Dak Prescott than stink with Andy Dalton. You know, I, I, I just want to see it either way. Either way still, we want to see what happens. So the question is, are they going to pay him or are they not going to pay him? That's the biggest question on the board. Moving right along. <laughs> I'm going back to Cleveland, baby. I'm going to Cleveland, y'all. I'm going to Cleveland. Baker Mayfield says, two days ago, I lost myself amid my sophomore year struggles. No. He says this. Having success all through high school and college and having that standard so high and then last year, not nearly as much success as I'm used to. So I would say I lost myself. Not having the success, not finding out what was working. I think I tried different ways of trying to have that success and didn't find it. So I lost myself in that and I wasn't able to be who I need to be for the guys on this team. Okay. So Baker Mayfield. Says he lost himself. He says I think there was a lot of plays. Looking back on last year. Physically I wasn't able to work out. As much being beat up. So I I was heavier than I ever played. I mean ever was playing before. At playing weight. Said Mayfield. I needed to be able to have Scrambling ability to move in the pocket it's my job to be a in prime physical shape to show up and do my job on the sun on sundays that's a lot to say from baker mayfield that's a lot of things that we we can address from baker mayfield you know owning up to his responsibility from last year and trying to go into this year but let's talk about baker mayfield though for a minute in 2019, Mayfield's interception total increased from 14 as a rookie to 21, the third most in the league. 25, the 25-year-old threw five fewer touchdown passes and so his completion percentage fall from 63.8% 63, 63. to 59.4%. So his accuracy dropped. You threw a you threw seven more interceptions through fewer touchdown passes because you wasn't doing your job but you blamed it on your weight you blamed it on yourself you taking responsibility for it Uh, yeah that's what's up that's whatever all quarterbacks do it all great ones do it yeah 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 but i also heard you last year talking a lot i also seen you last year taking up a lot of commercial space last year I also seen you doing so much talking and 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 just talking smack to other players that I think you just got smacked around so much last year that you didn't even know where it was coming from. I think that there was time frames in the game where you could have made a play downfield and you just got smacked. I think you looked way better in the preseason than you did in in the regular season. Not saying that your team wasn't on on the scoring board. I wasn't saying that you didn't score, but Y'all look way better your rookie year because you wasn't saying anything. You wasn't talking about anything. You you did less talking. You let your play do the most talking for you. All of a sudden, you stepped up into your your sophomore season. And you start doing a whole bunch of talking. Baker, just shut up and play football. You got the guys around you that will support you regardless of whatever you doing, whatever you saying. Just go out there and play football. Do what you got to do, and you'll be successful. If you do what you got to do, and you come out successful, that's all anybody can ever say about you. That's all anybody can say about you. All right, so I'm going to lastly end on certain things that's going to come out this season. Um, I know I ain't talking about the Philadelphia Eagles lately, though, but I am going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles this time frame around here. Um... What is to expect from Carson Wentz this year? Will we see a better Carson Wentz than last year? Will we see a more accurate Carson Wentz this year? Even with Jalen Hurts showing his abilities, you know, coming out this season as an Eagles 2 quarterback, what will Philadelphia do? Is Philadelphia ready for the future? Because, you know, it's said that Carson Wentz is going to take them to the Super Bowl. I haven't seen it yet. You know, he got a team in the playoff competition. He got a team there last year. I just want to see what's going to happen. I want to see who's going to take the top dollar. What is going to happen this year? Can we see a new and approved Carson Wentz this year? Can we see a new and approved Eagles team this year? Question is up to the Philadelphia Eagles. Are they going to do what they got to do? How would they utilize Jalen Hurts on their team? as the number two guy or as the number one guy, what would happen this year? Because this is a new young quarterback, fresh legs, fresh everything. You know, uh, we want to see what's going to happen this year. We really want to see that. With Deshaun Jackson coming back this year, with Greg Ward coming in this year, Alshon uh, Jeffrey going to be, you know, another addition to the team this year. Robert Davis going to be, I mean – could be an impactful player this year we want to see what's going to happen we really want to see we really want to know what the philadelphia Eagles was going to bring in this year what they're going to do how they're going to play this year will, will their run game be solid again this year like it was last year will, will anything be solid for this team coming in this year question is is philadelphia ready for this year washington are you ready to play Philadelphia this year? And go out there and put and smack them right in their mouths coming out the gate. Question is, it's up to them. We play Washington. I mean, Washington football team plays. Will we play in the Philadelphia Eagles the first game of the season? At a one o'clock game, too, by the way, everybody. One o'clock game. I can't wait. Can you all wait for it? It's coming up. But I'm going to end things on this note. And um, it's about the Capitals, um, the Washington Capitals. We are in a game. The next game will be a game set match game. If the Capitals can win, they stay in the series. We go to a game five. If the Capitals lose, they're out. Of the playoffs and they will be swept Again They're going to be swept out of playoffs again Now I don't count on Them winning this year but I mean you know It was good for them to try to at least put up a fight This year try to go out there and try to win A game this year don't get swept in the playoff In the bubble this year let's go out there And say we did something we tried to do something More than the Wizards did this year Let's try to say we did do something Rather than nothing this year I mean, that's all I'm asking for. At least play like you got some balls. At least play like like y'all got some common sense going on, at least. You know, at least play like you want to be a champion again. Play like you got a heart of a warrior again. I want to see some fight in these capitals. Show me some fight. But that's all I have for y'all tonight, everybody. I'm to end this morning, everybody. Thank y'all for listening to another edition of the Real Sports Show, y'all. I'm your host, Mark A.K. the vet. And I wishing y'all the best, best, best week ever. Hope y'all enjoy y'all week. And we shall be back with more sports talk later on down the road this week. Um we're gonna let the music say itself. And I'll see y'all. Remember, had it heart of water, y'all. I'm out.